afternoon, everybody out there in Internet Radio Land. Welcome to my show, The Church of the Soul's Evolution. I'm the Reverend Blake Ruby. And on my show, I talk about spirituality, not religion, just spirituality, because this life is all about developing ourselves spiritually. And I talk about it. I know other shows on DBS Radio talk about it, too. Thank you for tuning in, and let's get right down to some of the issues that I've been thinking about over the last week, things that have been going on. We watch the news all the time on TV, and nothing much has changed. We're in a situation, my friends, where it's getting worse, it seems. But I believe as we make real spiritual progress, it's to be expected. As long as we survive as a civilization, this other stuff that happens on the side is negligible, if you know what I mean. The main thing is for us to survive as a human species, as a civilization. I mean that in a good way. I pray all the time. I pray for us that we will find our way because I've said this before in other shows, we're living on a planet that compared to other planets around the universe, and you know, any intelligent person knows that there's life out there. They just haven't shared, the people that know haven't shared with everyone that there is people in all governments, not only the U.S. government, but other governments around the world know that there is life out there. I'm talking about sentient life, extraterrestrials, and oh, oh my God, what a change there would be if we knew, each one of us knew without a doubt, if we had seen for our own selves that they had come down, that we made contact with them, what a change there would be in our psyche, in our atmosphere. I guarantee you little minor things that are going on day by day would be swept underneath the rug, so to speak, and we would be on our way to a whole new level of human being, feeling, if you know what I mean. A whole new, let me see if I better, a whole new level of human being. But the truth, and my friends, it's all about the truth. Remember what Jesus said? all those years ago about I've come here show everybody to talk about the truth and Pilate said what is truth and you know that Jesus had a hard time because before he came everyone believed in Moses law so just imagine not only did he have to die on the cross but He had to endure all of the backlash, if you will, from trying to convince people that Moses' law wasn't the truth. And what is the truth in your mind? The truth is something that could be personal, but really in our civilization today, and you see it on the television all the time, in the news, 
Somebody is always lying. For example, that one witness, I forget her name, she raised her right hand. And she talked about Mr. Trump, how he got angry and put a a sandwich against the wall, and that the Secret Service man inside the car, Mr. Trump was trying to go to the to the protest there at the Capitol building. And he tried to steer the car, grab the steering wheel, and put his hand on the Secret Service agent Secret Service agent's throat. And then later, the Secret Service agent, that particular one, I forget his name, said, no, that's not the way it happened. That's not true. Somebody is always lying when it comes to politics. And sure enough, when the election rolls around in not only this year, you know, the not the presidential election, but the, the elections in November and then in 2024, you know, somebody is going to be lying. Somebody will be telling the truth, but it's up to us to decide who is lying and who's telling the truth. And that's just the nature of our civilization. We're on the planet of a lower evolutionary category, and that's synonymous with everything that's going on. Throughout the years, all the wars, and now they If people would come clean and tell the truth, the politicians especially who are in the spotlight, And we hope that they'll be doing it in accordance with the Constitution, which is to be looking after, among other things, the welfare of we the people. But they're so caught up with their competition. Form to their their co-workers, if you will, other fellow politicians of the same party, if you know what I mean. If they don't, they get ostracized, and the next thing is their job. And who wants to lose their a job like that? They're making pretty good money, but also they're getting money on the side. You know, people invest in them to do certain things. You know that. But when are they going to start telling the truth? It goes on so much, I'm really surprised. But you take the extraterrestrials that that are out there. We know they're out there because I can prove by logic that they're out there. And I've said this before in other shows. Think of all the life here on Earth. I love talking about this. Those of you who've listened to my show before, over a million types of insects. All kinds of little bodies, beautifully made, wonderfully made, imbued with life. Some with wings, most of them have eyes that see, like we have eyes that see. Reproductive systems, metabolisms, amazing creations. Over 30,000 types of fish in the oceans, rivers, lakes, and seas. Over 10,000 types of birds. I mean, beautiful colored birds of all types, different colored beaks, different sizes and shapes, different wingspans, 
hummingbirds, huge birds like eagles, over 10,000 All those snakes, mostly snakes, different kinds, sizes, shapes, colors, over 9,000 types of amphibians, over 5,000 types of mammals. If all that life happened by accident, logically, logically, it could happen by accident anywhere in the universe. Anywhere. I mean, anywhere. And we know... Day after day, they're discovering more and more planets out there. I heard a lady said, a single star you look up in the sky, look at up in the sky, is a separate solar system by itself. And with a telescope, you can see that. But a lot of people haven't seen what they look like through telescopes I have. They look like horseshoes. They look at particular star systems. But a lot of people don't know that. They just go outside and look up at twinkle, twinkle, little star. How I wonder what you are. Well, if you look at my web, BBS radio for my show, it's got all sizes of suns, and that is something that's food for us. When you, like when you know what our sun looks like, and you know what a star looks like, well, if you look through a telescope or if you look at a star thinking, you know, if I was to go into outer space in orbit like astronauts have done before in the past, Especially the ones that have gone to the moon. There have been 12 American astronauts that have walked on the moon. They've all said on the way to the moon and coming back that the stars in outer space, free of the atmosphere of the Earth, are so amazingly larger and more brilliant and sparkling, diamond-like. If we could only see them, each and every person had the opportunity to see what stars look like in outer space, your eyes would mist over, the tears would come out, thinking that they were so beautiful. The blackness of outer space, the velvety blackness, interspersed with millions, millions of diamond-like sparkling stars, which are really suns, over in the distance, the moon, and then on the side, the flaming disc, because in outer space, the sun, like, it's round in outer space. And we're discovering planets each and every day. And now knowing, I mean, through logic, and I don't know if I'm the first one, the only one that thought of this before. It's probably been thought of many times before in the past. There's been a lot of really interesting, beautiful people who have lived throughout the centuries and dedicated their lives to trying to make the world a better place by helping people understand about the universe we live in, whether whether through astronomy or science, you know, whether through astronomy or science. Galileo, Sir Isaac Newton, Einstein... Hubble, 
brilliant people with brilliant minds. But, my friends, if there is a God, a creator, like I believe, a creator of the universe, who initiated that Big Bang that we've all heard about billions of years ago, well, then logically, that creator, if he, she, because in my mind, in my beliefs, in accordance with my beliefs, the creator of the universe is both male and female, just like in the universe we live in, everything is male and female, positive, neg- negative, yin, the yang, the alpha, the omega. We live in a universe of male and females. And eventually, as part of that slow evolutionary process, we'll realize that. And in accordance with the supreme creator of the universe's plan, besides one solar system being created after another, and even as I speak right now, a new solar system is being created somewhere in the universe, and the edges of infinite space, infinite space, is expanding, are expanding. If the supreme creator of the universe has the power and knowledge to create all this life on earth, then logically the supreme creator would have the knowledge and the power to create either the same or different life like we couldn't imagine anywhere, also anywhere in the universe. That's logical as well. The logic there is life out there and therefore also since we know that we were created I don't believe in believe that's a fantasy story because from what I've learned according to the church the first human beings on earth came from another planet within the Milky Way galaxy are you ready for this name it might Ring deep in your soul, possibly, when I tell you it, okay? Bacchurini. Bacchurini. A yellow race, an Asian race, and a black race first came here about 1.5 million years ago. And there was nothing else except for the plant and animal life at that time. When do I think this world was created? Probably about 500,000 years before then, so... Contrary to what astronomers and scientists say, according to my research, and they have a tendency to exaggerate, I don't know why exactly, maybe it's because it makes them more important among their peers, but Earth, according to my best estimate, is approximately 2 million years old. And the Sun, maybe up to about 100 million years old, probably less than that, a lot less. Anyway, so our planet, compared to other planets around the universe, on a scale of one to nine, is a number one, which means that we're on the very bottom of the evolutionary scale. We are a planet going through the basic social changes 
having a lot of war and fighting like we've had in our past, learning how to love each other. But I guarantee you, my friends, I guarantee you, when you transition invincible, I'm realizing that myself all the time. We will end one day. We do have an expiration date. And on that time, when our spirits pop up, intact with our souls, which are the brain of our spirit, then we will find ourselves in the spirit land. We will eventually gravitate to a world that's out there, a world of light, in case you don't know what it is. It's right there in the sky. It's a fire in the sky. It's a very special fire. It's the fire of the Supreme Creator, but more than that, it's the fire belonging to the spirit world, which is commanded by the Mother and Father God, who command the solar system that we're a part of. And that is in accordance with the Supreme Creator's plan that co-creator gods, like we are in the making, just like Jesus said that you are gods. I look at everybody nowadays, and I think, nowadays I think, they are co-creator gods in the making. We are. You go from one life to another. I'm going to die. You will too. We'll go to the spirit land, heaven if you will. We'll spend some time there, enjoying the time off, kind of back to where we were. That's our home. Earth is not our home. And there we will be amongst the angels again. Oh, what a remembrance that will be, because before we were born here on Earth, before we were born, born on this planet all those years ago, which I can't remember. I can remember when I was two years old. We came from a pre-existence in heaven, which is... And that fire that you see is really heaven. That's the real heaven, the third heaven, the highest heaven. Then there's one which is above the clouds, and then there's a spirit plane here above the earth where you hear about ghosts that are walking about, some that have died, don't know this, suddenly and violently. And then there's some that go beneath the surface of the earth, take that tunnel down to a place called God's Jail, hell, God's Jail, where they do time. And believe me, that's not a pleasant place to be because there's many demons there, demons that would make, compared to, say, if you haven't seen Jurassic Park, imagine running into a Triosaurus Rex in the middle of the night somewhere by yourself. Think about how you would feel. Well, multiply that by 10 or 20 times, that feeling. It's how you would feel if you ran into a a demon, one of the grotesque, incredibly horrible, terrifying demons in hell that looked like this malformed dinosaurs, like dinosaurs rexes, you know, with shaping hands. And the others, how tall some are, as tall as Trinosaurus rexes with huge teeth and claws that will rip through. If it or not, you're in the spirit, you can still feel pain. It's the amazing thing the spirit body is. And, you know, we all sleep at night. 
by going that we have and many other experiences. It's also known as the astral body. Anyway, let me just stop right there and change subject to tell you And I gave a class. We had about 120 people there and then I went to a breakout session where I had about 11 people on a role that I have in my Toastmasters club called the Sergeant at Arms, where we set up the room with different pieces of equipment and we greet people and we have other roles, but I had to get up early this morning and, and do that. And it was enjoyable. First, I didn't really think too much about getting up that early, but both my wife and I got up and she facilitated my meeting and gave me an introduction and closed it out. And then we went to get something to eat at a local restaurant called Jim's, which is a chain here in Texas. Anyway, my friends, changing the subject again, I'm going to talk about singing. I... I'm an accomplished singer, as some of you may already know, having listened to my previous shows. And I'm a member of the Gospel Choir in Freedom Chapel on Lackland Air Force Base, and I have been for over 10 years. I'll be getting up there in front of everybody tomorrow, both in the chapel and online on Zoom land, in Facebook, actually, not Zoom, actually Facebook, and we're going to be singing our songs, three each week we sing, but also I have sang for the Wounded Warriors when we were still engaged in the Afghanistan war, there would be a lot of Wounded Warriors that would come to the Warrior and Family Support Center on Fort Sam Houston here in Texas, and I would meet a lot of them down there. There were so many people that were helping out, providing free lunches for them, free breakfast, taking them places, having classes on one thing or another, and good people. So I would go down there. I would take my karaoke equipment, which I built up throughout the years to where it is today, and I sang last week, but I also like singing a cappella. And I sang for the Wounded Warriors one time. I did a whole show down there for about an hour and a half just singing a cappella song. And I want to sing some songs for you today. And I've got a repertoire of approximately 200 songs that I've memorized. And I've been blessed. It's one of the best things I've been done that I've done in my life. One of the best things I've done singing for the Wounded Warriors and singing with the gospel choir. And we, every week, offer up some really great praise to the Supreme Creator, the Mother and Father God. Oh, there's so much to talk about in so little time, my friends. I have one hour here. This morning I had about 45 minutes. That's how long it took. When we give speeches in Toastmasters, the usual time is five to seven minutes, and oh my God, just when I start getting warmed up, when someone gets 
warmed up, it's time to stop. Five to seven minutes is nothing. I have an hour in my show here, and it's wonderful. I can talk about whatever I want to talk about and take my time and say I need a break, I need to go to the bathroom, I need to get some food to eat. And I still keep on talking, and people understand, you know, they listen because it's natural. I'm real. I try to keep it as real as possible. I'm a real person. I'm almost 68 years old. I could tell you some things about my past life. I could tell you about my parents. I could tell you my life, how they molded and shaped me, just like all of us are molded and shaped by our parents. And then eventually we find ourselves, or we try to find ourselves, who we are. We go down the wrong path. We do the wrong things, but eventually we try to do what's right. And that's something our politicians could do today. Do the right thing, regardless of the pressure for trying to be a peer, conforming to your peers' wishes. Do the right thing. They teach us that in the Army. I still work for the Army. I served 22 years. I retired in 2004. I kept on working for the Army as a contractor for six years. And then in 2010, I became a civilian and moved here to San Antonio. And I worked for the Army as a civilian on 12 years. So I have over 40 years working for the Army. And one thing they teach us is do the right thing in the right way. The military, the U.S. military does that. We should heed that great advice because one needs discipline for sure, and we learn that in the military. Every young man and woman should join the military, in my opinion, just for a couple of years. You learn discipline. You learn teamwork, camaraderie, spirit of core. But more importantly, you learn discipline. And if you join the military, the benefits are good. That's what my dad always used to say. And finally, I listened to him and I joined. And he was right. And I worked towards a pension. Now I've got a pension. It was tough, yes, and you have to take orders and you have to swallow your pride at times. But it works. It's a good career for those who are thinking about joining the military. Don't hesitate. Do it. Unless you've got something planned, maybe you have a degree in a particular field and there's, there's a market out there for you, join the military. As I said, I think, as some other countries do around the world, their young men and women have to join. It's mandatory for us to join the military for a couple of years. And they learn that discipline, which is so, so important. And you learn to do the right thing. In a way, and we elect them, you know, we're responsible for electing them. But if they have military for the next election, if they have military service, it's so much better because you know they're dependable. They have that discipline. They're strong. They're brave. They're courageous. You know, you think about these politicians and other people and these active shooters also. They, they're lacking in courage. In fact, in our country and around the world, it seems because of this more evolutionary stage we're going through, there seems to be an epidemic of cowardice. Here in the United States, we're supposed to be living in a land of free home to brave, but I tell you, there's a lot of cowardice going on. These active shooters are cowards, you know? 
Some of the politicians are cowards. They won't do the right thing in violation of the Constitution, too. And they should be ashamed of themselves, you know? But enough about that. Now let me sing some songs. And I've got a whole lot written down here on a leaderboard. The ones that I'm going to be singing tomorrow, I don't know well enough to try to sing them for you right now. One goes something like, I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. I give myself away, God, so you can use me. Another one is, my wife and I have sang this song. It's about God's grace. You know, God's grace is why I'm talking about the Supreme Creator or the Mother and Father God. Now, Jesus, Jesus Christ, in my opinion, which I'm entitled to, was a soul on a journey who was picked to come here to earth and inhabited a human body, just like an avatar, put inside this human body. He had the knowledge of living on a Category 9 planet, the most advanced technologically and spiritually in the universe, a Category 9. So with their technology, he was able, with the assistance of their technology, able to perform some of the miracles that he performed, believe it or not, they really did happen. Walking on water, turning water into wine, calming storms. Now, isn't that amazing? Calming a storm, knowing the words to speak sometimes, though, with the assistance of the spacecraft up above, with their technology. I don't know if you've heard this before, but there's a lot in understanding the nature of sound waves. Sound waves, when used properly, with a complete knowledge of how to use sound waves. You know how they can break a glass, like a woman screaming, a singer screaming? Kind of like that to give you the best comparison I can think of at this time as to how powerful sound waves can be. But if you can amplify that, or maybe a jet on takeoff, you stand behind a jet, one of our modern commercial jet airliners, the sound of the engine is so probably can deafen you, right? But more than that, it can be used to cut stone. It can be used to change the orbit of a planet and its revolution around the sun. But it can also be used to calm, to stop a storm. And feeding the 5,000 people at one time and 4,000 in another time on the Sermon on the Mount very simple technology, actually, which you've seen before in Star Trek, matter transformation, my friends. That's what it comes down to, which we haven't mastered yet. We're close to it, but from what I've heard, we haven't been able to identify the small... You know, within the um, neutron, and what's the other one? Proton. But there's even smaller particles. There's the Z particle. There's the boson particles. So, so once we have really identified what the smaller particles are, then we can learn how to manipulate them and transform matter. Like in Star Trek, for one example, and in Star Wars, they can convert some little yellow 
or blue or red pills into some real food. And it's amazing. And they're out there eating tea. You know, they might even be listening to my show right now. This is good. I hope they do. It's wonderful. Because I personally would like in my lifetime, I would love to be able to make contact with extraterrestrials. And make no mistake about it, my friends. It'd be like being hypnotized. That deer in the headlights. If you came, if I came face to face with an extraterrestrial, believe me, there's a lot of them out there. You read the book, Abduction to the Ninth Planet, or Thaya Uba, the Golden Planet. It talks about as an intergalactic federation of sovereign planets, an intergalactic federation of sovereign planets by the extraterrestrials out there who have federation with beings throughout the universe who want to join and they share their technology. And there's all types, all shapes and sizes, humanoid, some of them, others not humanoid, different kinds of skin, different kinds of hair, some without hair, some tall, some short, human beings that are like three feet tall, some that are nine feet tall, some with gray skin like the grays, the verdants, which are very dominant species in the universe, which you can read about if you read the book, The Contact Has Begun. They are all extremely intelligent, extremely, extremely intelligent. I've had the benefit of having lived in the universe for millions of years longer than we have, even before planet Earth was created, if you know what I mean. Here we are in the spiral arm of the Milky Way galaxy when the universe has been created for, was created millions of years, billions of years longer, even before the Milky Way galaxy was created. So logically, you have to, thinking about what I said before, realize that the universe is actually teeming with life. And why don't they make contact with us? Well, would you, if you knew you were going to get fired upon, just like in the movie, The Day the Earth Stood Still, I guarantee you that would happen if they landed right now in the front lawn of the White House. Within minutes, they'd be surrounded by police and the National Guard with tanks, just like in the movie. And more than likely, someone would have an itchy trigger finger and they'd start shooting at this, that spaceship. And no doubt they would have they have the technology to defend themselves. But why would you want to meet a species like that, huh? What do you think? Why would you want to make contact with a species like that? Because if you knew all about them, hundreds if not thousands of years, and you've seen the wars they've had before in the past, the Revolutionary War, the Civil War, World War One, World War Two, the Korean War, the Vietnam War. They know they're dealing with a very He's very ferocious and warlike. Nothing to be proud of, my friends, when there's no really good reason for killing each other. But anyway, back to singing. Let me, let me take a song here to sing for you. i got to choose one. Among the hundred of them. I know it's talking about God's grace. God's grace is why I'm living. My friends, I mean, I mean, have you ever really almost died? You know how it, it changes you afterwards? You know, on the highways, I was at gyms today in the bathroom, and they had a song on the radio. How many of you seen Top Gun, the new Top Gun movie? Out there on the highways, my friends, 
And I'm pointing in the direction where there's a big highway that goes by our community here. It's a danger zone. Make no mistake about it. Don't be naive, my friends. The highways are the danger zone. I ran into the danger zone. On the highway, our lives are being taken into our own hands. One flip the wheel. On YouTube, about a man who had a near-death experience, he crashed his car. He fell asleep for like five seconds, woke up. He was veering off the road. He overcorrected, tried to get back on the road. The car turned over eight times on the solid pavement, flipped end over end eight times and came to rest. He was doing 75 miles an hour. His wife sitting right next to him was laid back sleeping. She died. The baby in the car seat in the back died. His, who was seven, eight years old, he survived. He had the least injuries of any of, uh, of all. The, the man who was driving, who had near-death experience, he had like one leg had to be amputated above the knee. He had his right arm, which was, was about torn off his body, and internal injuries, and broken ribs, head injuries. It happens, my friends. That's the danger zone that's out there. Let's not be naive. I mean, let's be, let's just be reasonable, you know, and and do our best to be cautious, you know, and and say a prayer. Also, I say a prayer every time I get in my car. But anyway, back to singing. I love Christmas carols, and uh, let me sing a song, even though it's July, huh? I'm a Christian, mostly a Christian. I think I I understand a little bit about every religion, but as I mentioned at the beginning of my show, spirituality was all about, is what it's all about, spirituality. Religion can be used as a stepping stone, but you know, here we go again, some are lying, they're not telling the truth, because they all claim to be telling <laughs> right? So you can be a Christian and say, well, the Muslims, they don't have it right, neither do the Buddhists. Well, what makes you more stronger in your opinion than they are, than they have? There are human beings just like you who believe what they believe. That's why they've gone to war in the past, because it's come down to them not agreeing on certain things. Well, I tell you, when when we die, we reincarnate to the east. Another religion says, no, when we die, we reincarnate to the west. And so they'll go to war, fight, and kill each other over that. Differences in belief. Not worth killing each other. And, you know, if what they believe about the truth, then they'd be secure in that need to prove it, right? And fight or debate anyone, right? So seek the truth, my friends, in everything. Always question. It's like it says in Ancient Aliens. If you ever watch the show, question everything. Seek the truth always. The truth is going to set us free in politics and everything else. So let me pick the song here, Grace. God's grace. This is why I'm alive today. That's what I was going to say. Thanks to God. I almost died. I won't go into those details. And... My parents just have had them live to be the ripe age of 81, each one of them. 
talk about grace and talk about God's mercy allowing me to continue to survive. Am I ready? You know, to speak what I speak. Some people consider this about these kinds of things like it's taboo. You know, some religions don't like talking about the finer details of I don't hold anything back, you know? And that's where we're going to as a civilization. We need to learn about the truth. We need to talk about the truth. I'm a very honest person. I didn't always used to be. I used to lie. My parents did. They never taught me the value of being truthful. They lied all the time. And so I joined the Army, and throughout the years, I eventually realized the value. And today I won't lie. Absolutely no. No way. One time I saved a woman from getting raped. Because this man was going to the Mexican fisherman, very husky fellow. I was only 17 years old. He had punched me in the face, but I still stuck with her. I wasn't going to let him rape her. He was my, she was my senior classmate. So I started to talk with him and tell him a lie. I told him that we were going to get married, that she was my girlfriend, and she wasn't. We weren't going to get married, but it worked. Eventually, I kept at it, and I was pleading with him. And I said, look, I'll take you down to the Red House District in the, the port. We were on our senior trip at a resort by the Pacific Ocean. And it worked. He eventually said, okay, I've had enough. Yastubo, he said in Spanish. And he walked away. And we jumped in the ocean because it was dark. And he had gone, walked away in the, in the direction that we were supposed to go, which we had come from. And we were going to go back to the hotel. But we jumped in the water and we swam across the bay at about uh, 8, 9 o'clock at night. And there were sharks in that bay, too. So we didn't think about that. We just had to get back and we had to tell our classmates and they called the police. It's a long story, but I lied and it worked. That's one time when a lie actually worked, but I'm not encouraging, encouraging you to say lie. Now, if anything, it came down to it where you might try to incriminate me on something I'd done before in the past, I would say I plead the Fifth Amendment. I talk about it. You know, there's some things people don't need to know. It's better left unsaid. And if someone really wanted to ask me a direct question about something I've done before in the past, and that applies to you, my friends, I know a lot of other people out there, you don't have to answer them. But don't lie, please. I don't lie now. We need to go towards a future where it's on everybody's list. You know what I mean? So this song, great, goes like this. Let me take a drink of water. I'll take a drink of water. Thank 
victory. Grace. From far. We'll keep you from sin. Grace will help you, help you love everybody. Oh, and grace will give you peace within. Grace. Grace, God's grace, His grace is sufficient for me, my Lord. Grace, God's grace, His grace will give you the victory. So that's one song I've sang in our congregation in front of everybody. We don't have a lot of people nowadays. We have maybe sometimes close to 100. But once upon a time before COVID, we had easy 200 people in the congregation. I would have solos sometimes. My wife and I sang that song together. And there's another verse that she sang. And I think it goes, Grace woke me up this morning. Grace got me on my way. I feel love you Grace will brighten up your day. It will. You've got to be grateful. That's another thing to describe, another way to describe grace, my friends, is being grateful. Gratefulness. Being grateful for another day of life. And each day is a gift. When you consider that throughout the world, I think they've estimated the number to be approximately 40,000 people, just like you and me, human beings, living the human being experience with similar bodies to ours are passing away for one reason or another, whether by old age or by accident or some disease or illness. And my friends, if we made contact with extraterrestrials, let me tell you two things that all of a sudden would happen, which is encouraging, motivating, I hope, to you to do everything within your power to make it, because that is the next level with all these killings going on, these active shootings, these wars that we're having, like the war in Ukraine, let's be reasonable. Is the path so good that we want to keep doing what we're doing? I know we're all involved with raising our families and working our jobs and making our money, but is it possible there could be another kind of future for us? Just imagine if we make contact with the extraterrestrials that are out there, some that are given personal guardianship of the Earth, like the ones I was telling you about who are nine feet tall from the planet Thiauba, as described in the book, Thiauba, the Golden Planet, and the abduction to the Ninth Planet. These are hermaphrodite 
human beings, approximately nine feet tall, who are so incredibly intelligent. Their spacecraft are circular in design and able to go several times the speed of light. They can go interdimensionally into the parallel universe, which is like a fourth dimension where everything works by thought. It's the realm of thought. That's a parallel universe. The universe is really a giant intelligence, my friends. So these extraterrestrials have been given guardianship over planet Earth and have been observing us for thousands of years. Then you have some like the Verdants. These are gray. Their skin is gray. For the most part, also kind of, there's a, a tinge of green or tan in their skin. They're approximately five feet tall with the big dark eyes, the stereotypical eyes that you've heard of. Also extremely, incredibly intelligent, having the benefit of existing for millions of years longer than us and able to traverse outer space in very quick fashion. You know, they go interdimensional and in order to travel from A to B, they convert themselves into like a thought, if you will, their spaceship and themselves. And that way they travel in the thought dimension or the spiritual dimension or the parallel universe. And you might think, well, how can they do that? There's ways. There's these uniforms they wear, which keep the molecular structure of their body, because when you do go into a a parallel dimension, your molecules have to be disassembled and reassembled on the other side. And they ingest a certain liquid that helps in that process, too. Anyway, back to singing a song. I'm running out of time. I, I really wanted to sing. I've only got about one more time for one more song. So let me sing a song uh, for the Spanish people out there. How about La Bamba? I like, I'm almost fluent in Spanish, so let me sing this song. And, you know, I like acapella singing. For me, the human voice is like an instrument, like a saxophone or a flute or a guitar even, you know. Some people say, like I heard someone say when I sang at the Woody Words, I sang acapella. Well, he didn't have any music. Oh, come on, you know. Acapella singing is the future to you. I can guarantee you, every single one of you has that capability. You have it inherent in your human nature to be able to sing. You might sing, you might say, and you might tell your friends, oh, I can't. Oh, I only sing in the shower. Oh, you don't want to hear me sing. Oh, I'm not going to give up my daytime job. Don't say that because you do have the ability to sing and sing beautifully if you wanted to. All you have to do is practice. Now, some have more of a gift than others. So dancing is inherent in human nature as well. So anyway, La Bamba. I like acapella. And if you can sing acapella, you can sing with music. Because I'll be singing the music tomorrow. So now I'm only going to practice acapella singing. And when it comes time to get up in front of everybody and grab that microphone with my right hand, I'm just going to be... Sing, they'll be singing the music then, and that's fine. But when I practice, I practice a cappella. Bye-bye-bye-la-la-bamba. Bye-bye-bye-la-la-bamba. 
se necesita una poca de gracia, una poca de para ti arriba y arriba, y arriba y arriba, por ti seré, por ti seré, por ti seré. Yo no soy marinero, yo no soy marinero, soy capitán, soy capitán, soy capitán. Ba, ba, baila, ba, ba, baila, ba, ba, baila. Bala, balar la bamba, bala, balar la bamba, se necesita una poca de gracia, una poca de gracia para mí, para ti, arriba y arriba. Well, there it is, my friends. And it goes on. Of course, I, my timing is perfect when it comes to the song. One thing, my timing is It's perfect. I've learned to um, sing along with songs very well. And also, you know, singing along, I forget what that's called. Now, the words kind of escape me, but you know what I mean. Harmony, that's it. Harmony and timing. Harmony and timing is impeccable. That's one of the gifts that I have. Maybe not so much with other people, but it can be acquired through practice, you know, if you want to. And now, my friends, I don't have... I've got about a minute left, so let me just say my goodbyes to you right now. Thank you for tuning in to the Church of the Soul's Evolution, because that's what it's all about. Religion's fine. You know, it's a stepping stone to where you need to get. After a while, though, you're going to have to start asking for more details, like I did. You know, in all fairness, I'm almost 68 years old, and it's a long, slow process. So some who are younger... Keep doing what you're doing. You're doing fine if you're into religion. But question, you know, question inconsistencies, discrepancies. But don't throw away the good stuff, like in the Bible, the divine intervention before in the past with Moses and Jesus. They're real. It really did happen. Embrace it. Think about it. Internalize it. That's the future. When Jesus, when you think about Jesus, don't think so much that he died on the cross for our sins. That's if you believe in Adam and Eve. You can take some of the Bible, and some, not all of the Bible. Jesus did perform all his miracles. He died on the cross. But he came back to life. He came back to life, so... You can say he died on the cross for our sins, but he came back to life, right? Do you believe in the resurrection? Think more about the resurrection instead. Think about Jesus walking around, meeting his disciples again 40 days before he finally into the clouds. Into well, thank you for listening. I've got my one-minute time notification. My friends, don't let your faith be shaken, stick to your guns, so to speak, stick to your beliefs, but question. Keep improving yourself, keep learning, keep an open mind. Thank you for listening to my show. I love you. I'm trying to love everybody. The key to loving everybody is to pray for everybody. Remember that, please. Remember that. Pray for everybody. You should be praying for each other. That is going to help make the world a better place. That will save the world. 
And so this quick prayer for everybody, Master of the Universe, Creator God, we love you. Please bless us, everybody, all your children. Help us. Keep us safe and well, if possible. Please, we love you. Amen. Bye, everybody. Talk to you next week.